Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Saturday, December the 2nd, 2023. And it's time for the most powerful show on the radio. Church Information and Open Forum with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. <laughs> Reverend Barnett has been on the battlefield for civil rights, human rights, and social justice for over 40 years. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Is he on? Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes, good morning. All right. How are you this morning? Well, I got my car back. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Well, you feel sorry for you or what? Uh, I didn't quite hear you. Did you feel sorry for you? Do who feel sorry for what? For stealing your car. Oh no, that uh, no, that I've I've got to dig deeper into that. Uh, I was just fortunate to get it back, and it's of course damaged. But uh, I fixed it so I could drive it because uh, the Ubers and Lyfts were killing me, and uh, you know, uh, as I said, I'm fortunate, and I wanted to thank the Dallas Police Department for finding the car. However, when I went to retrieve the car from the yard that they had it in, they charged me $300 to get the car out. And uh, I'm not too happy with that because the car was stolen. It wasn't improperly parked. Right. And so... It cost me three hundred dollars to get the car out of uh, where was this uh, what's the name of this place um, Dallas County VSF LLC on Ledbetter Peak I said why am I paying three hundred dollars my car was stolen and yada 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 and it only sat there for two days yada 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 so I either pay or the car does not get moved. So I didn't think it was fair. I didn't think it was right. But, you know, that's what happened. Neither was slavery. Who's your city council person? Mm, I live downtown. and I don't really know a climber or somebody like that may be my city councilman. Well, I would see my council person and uh, about that one because that's, that's the city of Dallas on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And see, now the city, when the city started mistreating, that's when your council person is supposed to step forward, come forward. But you have to let him know. Uh huh, no. Uh, what's going on? The car was stolen. It was not parked in an illegal area. It wasn't parked too long. 
I hear that. So you shouldn't be charged for them towing the vehicle in. Yeah, because hey, I'm on. You know, my little income stream that was a un, un, <laughs> unintended consequence, as Bernie that, Sanders that says. Was, that was grand theft. <laughs> and then I had to pay to get the car. I had to pay to clean the car out. Now I got to get new seats because the people were drug addicts and they were living in the car. It was all kind of paraphernalia in the car. And it's, oh, it's man. yeah, it's uh, no, well, it wasn't straightforward, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, a two thousand six car. It was worth it? I beg your pardon. You think it was worth it uh, getting it out? Yeah, because uh, Uber and Lyft uh, were eating me up. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's why I had the car. It didn't look like much, but it was economical transportation. So, yeah, it, uh, okay. Well, at any rate, so what's on your mind uh, this morning? I've got a few things. You tell me what you think. I've been contemplating on thinking about rearing, I don't know why it's on my mind, so rearing children. When children turn out bad, when children arrested and in the penitentiary and it turned out bad. Do you think it's really a bad seed or is it a bad way that they've been raised? Ramona, can you Uh, talk a little louder? A lot of people, you got a lot of people that have children in prison. Okay. And they're mad with the world about it. And mad was the world because they raised their children wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you feel about something like that? Uh, it's difficult. How can I put it? For me, because I don't have any children. To yeah, try. You've been around bad, yeah, I mean. I mean, I work with high school kids all the time, but how can I say it? Children in the southern sector and children in the, in the, in the northern sector, north of I-30, they live in two different worlds. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so if the parents In south of I-30 don't have the same resources as the parents north of I-30. It's probably going to affect the way they raise their children uh, and uh, uh, other things. And I look at this first because I live, you know, kind of downtown so I can see both sides of the track. Right? So mm-hmm. I see the disparities you know, in resources, the economics, the food, the yada, yada, yada on the southern sector, and I see the ones on the northern sector. So it's kind of, how can I say it? In a perfect world, in a perfect world, I'd like to see how it would, would be like if both sides of town had the same resources. 
how would this affect what you're talking about? Okay, so you saying economics play a part in a children and a child being raised? Absolutely. In 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 a full way. Mm-hmm. Well, but what about when we didn't have national? See, black people mm-hmm. got all than we ever been in America today. Okay. But come on, let's go back fifty years. All right. We didn't we act no fool like this. Nope. Like they acting now. We sure didn't. But we got more now than we had then, so that that's your role and just because they're poor they gotta be bad. That's true. That's Poverty is not the only factor. Mm-hmm. So, some it don't tell. It doesn't tell. Mm-hmm. The, the culture has changed diametrically. Okay, mm-hmm. when you know we, what we used to call home training, they used to call it home training. Right <laughs> now, the kids have more uh, assets. But they don't have the home training. They don't have the discipline from home. They don't have the uh, spirituality from home. They don't have the uh, what, what else could you say that you get in the home? They don't have the the, the nurturing that you get from home. The culture yeah. is different, and you can see it when you go to high schools. And when I'm in the high schools, I see how the kids react toward the adults. They don't have no home. They don't, the home training is different if they have yeah. it. Your parents years ago used to ask you, uh, who is that boy? Who is that boy? <laughs> so they wanted to know who that person was that you were running with. Right. And if they, if they were, they had a bad name, bad reputation, they wouldn't let you run with you. But I, I wonder if that asked very often now. Uh, all right, let's yeah, let's uh, let's let's ask. Right, let's let's ask. We got a couple of callers, Reverend Barnett. Let's let's see what the callers say. How about that? Okay. Who do we have? We have a longtime listener online too. Good morning, longtime listener. Good morning, longtime uh, listener. Uh, I want to address what uh, the pastor is talking about because. I've been watching over the years these criminal kids that are out here now. You you go to church. Uh, let me let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. No 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 no, because I'm driving and I can't get distracted with questions right now. So let me just say what I got to say if you don't mind. If you don't mind, I go to church and I see you can tell what's going on in the family by how the children behave at church. Because they're not being trained at church, they may be being abused at home because some children are being abused and this is causing them to do what they do. They got a mother that's in church, she's in the choir, she's this, that, the other, but she lives with homeboy on the weekends or during the week, okay? And those kids, some of those kids are being molested, (coughs) they're being hurt, they're being a whole lot of things and it's showing up in us being the recipients of their behavior and them going to jail and prison. Now, I grew up in an abusive home, but I had a daddy in the home 
that had very strict and set rules for his only son. My son, my, my brother's never been to prison. He's never been in trouble with the law. He's never been anything other than a professional, and that's it. And he makes good money. But however, in my case, since I was the abused one, I acted out. I didn't go to jail and prison, but I did other things. This is pre-salvation. And so, yes, Pastor, I don't know about back in the way day, because I'm not too sure your age, but I'm over 60, personal, myself. And so I know that depending on where you lived, who was in your house, how you're being raised, whether or not there's abuse in there, all those things play into several factors because you can't have people going to church, but they're not living church because the kids are seeing this. And I'm not just saying that it's Christian kids because we all know that it's not. Some of these kids have never been in church. And so the other thing I want to say to you. Okay, now can I, can I, uh, hold on, hold on a second. I'll let you talk for like five or six minutes. Because this is for the pastor. Pastor, I want to tell you that the Baylor system, and I hope you're in it, they have excellent doctors. Excellent. If you have Medicare at whatever age you are, then you can get your care if you already know this. I hope you do. But I'm telling you now, you, you need to get a cardiologist along with your back specialist, and you need to get all these guys. Because the way the Lord is working things out right now, is that he's making uh, uh, everything available to us. Just We just got to reach out mm -hmm. and touch it. So I don't do good driving and talking. That's why I can't be interrupted. So I appreciate it. You're a very good host, sir, but I can't do that. So you all have a great day. Merry Christmas to all. I thank you. Thank you very much uh, for your information. Okay. Ramonette. Uh, 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 yeah. Are you are you okay with me responding, or do you want to just move on, or what? No, we want. I want to respond to this. Okay, uh, this is very important. We're losing too many children to the penal system. Man, you go downtown to a Dallas County courthouse, and you look in there. Of course, though you look to, there are some young black boys sitting up there. Uh, he's on trial and everything. And you look at the jury, and the jury don't look like us. Oh, Lord. Well, they're going to find him guilty. You can rest assured that. You don't even have to guess. Mm -hmm. In okay. most, in 99% of the cases, they're going to find him guilty. Whether he's guilty or not. But then he is guilty. Quite naturally, they're going to send him to the penitentiary. And this. This is bothering me. Bothering me. It's been, I don't know why it's been so hard on my mind lately. That we have got to do something about these. these it, to me, it, it's parents' problem. Now, she mentioned the book, abuse. She was there's abuse in the home. I don't know what type of abuse she's talking about. Uh, is it physical beating or something like that? Is it sexual abuse? Uh, I don't know which one. I wish I knew which one she was talking about. But we still have got to do something about it. And I don't care what kind of abuse it is. We've got to do something. So 
Let's stick with this one. All right. Was there another call on the line? Uh, yeah. Yeah, bring it on. We have Robert Petrie on line three. What's going on? Good, good morning, Reverend Biden, man. Uh, good morning to your great host. Uh, yeah. just, you know, just, you know what's on your mind been on my mind. So I guess our minds are working the same because it's really been on my mind. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I see some of the problems when you go back 50 years ago in uh, the home training. We had home training, but we didn't have that dope flooding our community. We had jobs in our community. We had had jobs in our community. We had opportunities. We had men that was working and providers in their homes. You know, and uh, it's it's a different situation now, you know, but it's an economic embargo that we face as a people. They don't want us to do better in our community. That's why they they don't keep the, the funds. The banks don't loan money. Financial institutions don't put money in the community. We can't get development in our community. So it's a, it's it's by design. And you have young people that want to be successful. That uh, but the music has changed. Uh, Robert, hold on a second. We got to take a break, yeah. and we'll bring you right back to the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information and Open Forum. On 89.3 FM, the voice of the people. Yo, what's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with the mind, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it Here we go. And we're back. With more of the Church of Information Open Forum show on KNON 89.3 FM or KNON.org if you're streaming. Uh, Robert, uh, you still there, right? You know, we've been having this problem for about 30 years since Reverend Burnett been on the show. You know, being able to listen to the the listeners. Is Reverend Burnett on? Uh, Can you hear me? Can Can you hear me, Robert? Yeah, Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, just go ahead. Uh, We'll get... Okay. Everything that's happening to the black communities all over America is by design. Economically, mm-hmm. okay. the drugs that were put in our community in the 60s when we were talking about equal rights, civil rights, the jobs were taken out of our community. Mm-hmm. And right now we're suffering from it. Mm-hmm. Young people want to be successful. Okay. But when you don't have skills, uh, you're in a negative environment mm-hmm. and you don't have a trade. Uh, in many cases, you have inferior education, mm-hmm. but they make sure you have a gun. Right. You get access and to guns. Young boys mm-hmm. are taking these guns and going out, getting what they think they want. Secret Service agent included. <laughs> you know, now, the environment is very negative all over America, every inner city, because of these conditions. Right. Until mm-hmm. we deal with the economic embargo mm-hmm. and, 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 and fight for equal rights. See, we don't have equal rights in our community. Mm-hmm. We okay. don't have the opportunities right. that other communities have all over America. Right. And it's flooded with drugs. Right. And 
that creates crime and guns and a lack of opportunity. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of my friends that retired from the Dallas Police Department, and I asked them a question. How many people did you arrest for robbery and burglary that had money in their pocket? <laughs> and they said, none. 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 Mm -hmm. So you ain't robbing this season when you have money. And they know this here. And all this by design, I mean, I've been saying it for years. Ren Burnett's been saying it for years. Right. But mm -hmm. we don't stand up as a people for our equal rights. See, you got banks in your community. Well, you well, need low money. Well, just take your deposits. Just take your well, deposits. and saddest thing about it. Checks. Go ahead, Ren Burnett. Go ahead. The saddest thing about that, we take it out on ourselves. Right. 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 When we're angry, mad, broke, there's the despair, you know, you want to kick the dog, you want to do this, and everything in Unfortunately, you want to hit your we wife, too. Out, we take it out right. on ourselves. Well, but it's a different feeling. Part. It's a different feeling when you have money. Right. And you're comfortable with your way of life. Right. It's a different feeling. Right. You know, like, if you, if you, if, if just imagine... You got a hundred dollars in your pocket, and then consider having two thousand dollars in your pocket. That's a different feeling, right? You know, and right. and and we are suffering from the lack of opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. The African American community, but, in particular. But, but, but we but we have, we have learned to accept it though. We've learned to survive. We have learned mm -hmm. to accept this way. Uh -huh. See, like you said, remember that that jailhouse is full of young black boys. You know, yeah. robbing and stealing, in 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 some of them can't bail out. Of, well, most of them can't bail out of jail, right? You know, mm -hmm. and, and you got some of them that may be innocent, right, in jail. But when a person that's charged with aggravated robbery, and they go in before that all white jury, come back with thirty five years, mm -hmm. is that innocent mm -hmm. person in there saying, "But I'm innocent." But when they come back and say, you could take 10 and go down there and, and, and do six and come back, they saying, hey, I'm not going to go against that all-white jury. I'm going to go ahead and take the 10. And, and and many of them is innocent all over America, not just Dallas County. Oh, yeah. They ain't coming down. Yeah. See, until we deal with our economic conditions, and we're and we're respecting the dope dealer because he got a Mercedes Benz mm. and some diamond rings on his finger, mm. and, and 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 got a little designer uh, warm up on. We respecting them, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Until we deal with our own problems that, that that affects us, that make us like we are, and 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 that would affect. Remember that when we were growing up, if we had dope in our community. We didn't have, mm -hmm. our parents didn't have jobs, and, yeah. our, and the environment was negative. Let me tell you, I went into Walmart the other day and was talking to the manager, and he was, well, not the, one of the people that worked there, I'm not going to say manager, and he said there are parents that bring their children in there that get on the bicycles and ride them through the stores, and, and, and they take stuff off the shelves and don't put it back, just throw it on the floor, and he was saying that uh, they they run across a lot of this in the Walmart in the black communities, and and this is the reason why they close. And then they going in there, and a lot of them going in there stealing too. I went in there to buy some underwear, and they had an underlock and key. 
Right, they do. The T-shirts. Under, yeah, under lock and key. Yes. Mm-hmm. Under lock and key. That's a common practice now. Mm-hmm. Is that you know, right? That's right. Because of I theft. I mean, mm-hmm. what, do they, what do they do with cigarettes and all that stuff like that? Right. Well, that's behind the counter. Right. And, and, and these, these foreigners is the ones that's owning and running all the convenience stores. Right. See, we don't we don't even have the jobs in our community, and if you have a yeah. job, you got to go outside of your community to work. Right. See, right. well, so, this like you said was by design because there used to be businesses in South Dallas. That's you right. Used to have movie right. theaters in South Dallas. You used to have packing houses in South Dallas. You can name all kinds of everything. You had everything. You had everything in mm-hmm. South Dallas. So a man can live in South Dallas and live comfortable, and it was not a high crime area. It was one of the nicest places we were going to have to live. But the economic conditions still faced us. We were stronger back then. We were able oh, to far, overcome. Far stronger. Right. See, and we didn't have to depend on this system like we do now. You know... Rent was a uh, hundred fifty dollars in South Dallas. Now it's seven hundred fifty on up. Right. Mm-hmm. See, so you oh, got to right. have more money. Probably a thousand on that. More than that. Well, in Southern Dallas, it is. In Southern Dallas, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but, uh, we got to see, see. You know, Reverend, you've been on this thirty years telling these people just what we're telling them now. Probably. <laughs> yeah, tell them oh, you ain't yeah, telling yeah. them exactly. Tell you the word for me. Right. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just what you're telling them now. How many people, when they did the banking below I 30 and showed that banks didn't loan money in Southern Dallas, how many people mm-hmm. protested? No. Not one. No. Not one. See, right, Monday morning, you're supposed to have, it was just one person out there protesting these banks about the lack of opportunity, protesting yeah. how that they, that, you know, our prices in our community, the gasoline is, is 30 cents a gallon more than other communities. Right. That's and right. Stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we're accepting this stuff. We're accepting it. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. until we stop, it ain't going to be no change. And I'm talking about yeah. all over America, not just. Right. In Dallas, Texas, not all over America, mm-hmm. you got more homeless men, you got more homeless black men in America that you could create a whole city with all the homeless men all over America. Mm-hmm. And, and most of them have been to prison because of those conspiracies right. that they have faced and growing up. Right. See, well, and, and, if they're not a drug addict, when they uh, hit the street, but eventually they're going to end up on drugs. They're going to end up on the That's a miserable life, sleeping out on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Dr- drugs and most is the medicine. Right. But, mm-hmm. but drugs is the medicine. It's just like if you take blood pressure medicine for your blood pressure, they out there homeless with no money in their pocket, and dope is their medicine. That's their yeah. medicine. Well, the thing, about, the thing yeah. about drugs, when you're in a bad situation, Drugs make you feel good temporarily, right? Right, and that's what that that's what that does. It just gives them a temporary feeling that actually, in the long run, is going to well, pull now, them down let me further. Ask you something, uh, 
Robert, do you think the, the preachers, the churches, the politicians, do you think the public uh, uh, organizations in this city, do you think they're doing as much as they can they have to address this problem to address those who are downtown in pot. They have to address those good businesses that cause this this problem. What do you, what, how they do you think they ought to address this issue? Well, they, first of all, they've turned their back. They need to mm-hmm. turn around and deal with that situation. You know, when you got churches that's open just on Thursdays or Wednesdays for prayer meeting and, and service on Sunday when these facilities could be open to help our people. Right. You know, and, and until we are reaching back and reaching down and helping our people, it ain't going to be no change. Mm-mm. It ain't going to be no change. We got to help each other out of this situation. We got to know why we're in this situation. The conspirators just got us in this situation. This is this is not our nature. The way we're living now is not our nature. Mm-hmm. This here has been by design. And see, if you keep people, take the jobs out of the community, you flood it with drugs, you make the community negative, you know, no development, everything is blighted. Uh, people coming in your community, open up business that don't care nothing about you. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. in your community costs Excellent. more than other communities, and you are poor. Mm-hmm. See, and if you if you got a good job, it's outside your community. But see, the power structure understand if they could buy some of them politicians, if they could if they if they could finance that church where that preacher can't say too much because they'll foreclose on the church. Mm. You know, we are not yeah. independent. Yeah. We're not independent. We're not independent. Mm-hmm. See, until we. But we got to stand up for something. We ain't doing nothing, but we accepting it. You accepted it. You know, you got to fight your way out of this situation. Do you think they give me something? Do you think they care nothing about me? Do they think that they've helped me be on that corner 45, 46 years on Hartwood to own Skyline Ranch for 30 years? No. These people ain't helped me. <laughs> they want to take what I got. But see, I fight with mm-hmm. them every day. Okay. You see, it's by me fighting, yeah. they have to respect me. See, they right. got to respect well, me. That's, uh, that's, this is a situation we're going to have to deal with. We, yeah, we they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with it. I know you've done things over the years. You bring them boys out there and let them ride horses on your ranch <laughs> and do different things. And uh, they, you've given them jobs. But I brought <laughs> I brought Manhattan Auction. I brought Manhattan Auction to 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 Dallas from Grand Prairie. They yeah. have created thousands of jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thousands I used to work jobs. there. In 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 the black community. The city of Dallas did not want Manhattan there. It was Dallas uh Dallas Auto Auction at the time. I had to go to Al Liscom. And say, Al, we need these jobs in Oak Cliff. That's right. He went to Tandy. Mr. Tandy was the city council person and went to Mr. Tandy. Mm-hmm. And, and we got these jobs. And we got 500 jobs that's been there since 1990. 
and and you go out there right now, it's it's majority black people that's driving the car and and and, and making sure the cars go through the lane. Right. But they got attitude. They got attitude. You you give them power, and they are so ignorant with their power. Mm. I mean, it's just it's a shame. You know, and it's like man. You but know, we I, need you know, we need more businesses that are that are hiring in the southern sector as right. opposed to having to go on the other side of town to get a job if you can get there uh if you have a car to get there right. <laughs> because and, when I first got people, here it took me three hours one way to get to right. uh, and, and then to, people and then people that live in those communities with those jobs they just they can walk to work or get in their car and go three, four blocks, and they at work. Mm-hmm. But we got to drive all the way across town, right, on the freeway, bumper to bumper traffic, right, to get to work. Mm-hmm. It costs you gas, more gasoline, right, the wear and tear on your car. Mm-hmm. You know, just the wear and tear on you to get to work. I got to Stress. spend an hour to get to work. I got to spend an hour to get back to work. I got to work eight hours on the job. Right, that's ten hours. Right. Mm-hmm. See, uh, but, but it didn't used to be that way, so it ain't we know it can't yeah. be that way again in certain parts. It's by design. Mm-hmm. By design. Yeah. See, things that's happening to us is, is, is by design. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. We allow these conspiracies to happen. Remember, I had so many conspiracies shot at me being in business because he mm-hmm. is a black man own more land than 99% of any white person in the city of Dallas. Man, do you think that these white folks <laughs> like that? Well, you have, what, 93 acres out there that you own? 90 acres, but I have 132 acres in the city of Dallas. My grandfather told me when I was 14 years old and I lived in the projects, he told me to buy land because God wasn't making no more. Right. He took me to the yeah. auto auction when I was 15 years old and showed me that you could buy cars. Mm. And you could make money. He was a businessman. Mm. See, these kids are not seeing this. Here's a question that I ask white boys that I know that's successful. White men. I'm gonna, Excuse me. White men that's successful. One of the uh, questions. All right, gentlemen, we got to take another break. And we'll be right back. Uh, 972-647-1893 is the number On the most powerful show on the radio Church Information Open Forum With your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Yeah, what's up? I'm All right, we're back And we've got callers waiting let So me, let, me, let, me, let me finish my go, ahead, go ahead and finish, Robert Okay, I asked Successful white men that I know, how many of them would be successful today if they didn't have a father in their life? A hundred percent of them say they would not be. Mm-hmm. So if we, if, if 70, 78 to 85% of black boys is growing up in the inner cities of America with no father, mm-hmm. what are they missing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What are they that's right. Okay, I, I just wanted to make that statement. Well, you know, you do a fantastic job, and that's why the people are at, were asking about you, and so you keep on doing what you're doing. 
Uh, Red Mario, you want to wrap it up because we got another couple of couple of calls. Yeah, well, here and now, we don't ever wrap it up. We talk all, all <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, he's uh, he has met some struggles and defeated the enemy. Uh huh. He had banks and something you never hear any of our politicians saying it once say. Any, they never criticize banks. Uh. And this this is one of the these are the people that really finance most of all of this stuff. Uh-huh. Well, banks. Uh-huh. They talk about everything. But see, banks also give money to politicians right. to get elected. Right. So they right. get they got some bought off. Mm-hmm. We got a couple lot of things that are going on in our community that are not right. That's not going right. And uh this, we just got a child. But but it, it it but see but when 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 you getting money from the power structure because white people know how to feed a little money to some of our black politicians hmm. some of our so called leaders give them switch parties <laughs> yeah all for the for the band quits and stuff like that you you can't bite that hand that's feeding you you know it, it it's 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 it's, it's don't make sense to bite that hand and beat you. Don't take their money, and then you don't have to worry about it. See, I don't take no money. I don't take no money from white people. Y'all yeah, don't take no money. You can't buy me. See, I don't take their money. You saying you earn your money? If I take their money. I'm not independent. Right. You earn your money. Right. And 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 I don't owe them no favors and stuff like that. And then I could talk to them. See, I talk to the the the, the power structure. White people, like I'm talking right now to to the community on the radio, they know how I feel. They know that I'm telling them about the conspiracies and the racism that we have to go through, you know, and that we need jobs and opportunity in our community. Why should I have to drive to Richardson to work every day when that should be jobs? in my community. And all of that is by design and control. You saying it's see, not an accident? Us like that. <laughs> it's by design. And see, they, 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 these young boys, look at Rev, if, and, and I'm going to say this here, and there's no excuse to these wrong boys that are committing these crimes. But if, if, if I didn't have the opportunities and, and, and I wanted to be successful and I had to do something illegal, I probably would too. See, cause it's about your your future, your success. But now these young boys don't have no knowledge. They didn't have no grandfather telling them to buy land. They didn't have no grandfather taking them to the auction. They didn't have. They don't have no dad in their life. They don't have no man in their life. Mm-mm. They've been raised by a female, and women cannot develop boys into men. Right. Mm-hmm. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Now, under these circumstances, under these circumstances, right. when you have environment like we right. have now. It's a known quantity. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's See. already been figured out. Right. <laughs> and, and, and we we got to, we got to, like Leon said about the, 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 about the churches. I mean, we got to open them church doors to these conditions that we continue to face. They begging for money every Sunday. Give me 10% of whatever you got 
or however, however you got it, and give me that 10%. And what they do with that 10%? They take, the bank, they take it to the bank, and the bank take it as and get him a deposit slip, and then the bank take the money and loan it to white people in, in, in North Dallas. Oh. And we don't get nothing. Mm. We don't get nothing. Mm. We don't get nothing. See, until we make a difference, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's, but we don't... See, the change that it has to be preached from the pulpit. Right, right. And see, yeah, but when your pulpit is not preaching mm -mm. the true gospel, right. you get stuff that we're getting that's been regurgitated <laughs> by white preachers and everything. And we can't tell you the same thing he tells his people because his people own everything and we own nothing. Nothing, right. Right. We have got but if you telling me know who they are and what they're all about. Right. We've but if you to. tell Right. If you telling me about something happened three thousand years ago and right now I can't pay my rent and I don't have no job. But you're yeah. gonna tell me about what happened three thousand years ago. And you're gonna tell me who to believe in and all of this and I ain't got no job. Mm -hmm. I don't have no money. I'm about to get evicted. You know, I mean, you got to tell me how to get out of the condition I'm in right now, what I'm facing right now. Now, you can tell me about yeah. 3,000 years ago, right. but now tell me how to get out of this situation that I'm in. Well, and that's why a, a lot of black it. men have rejected the church. Right. right. Oh, that's why. Has no impact on society. the message that's going to help them right now. Right. They can't they tell you they about what no job. Nope. Uh -oh. They don't want to hear what happened on the Jordan. Right. They don't nope. want to hear what's happening on the Trinity. Right. Right, <laughs> right real about that. There you go. They don't want to hear what happened on the Jordan. They want to hear about what's going on on the Trinity. That's right. right. See, see, and 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 they ain't creating no job. Nope. They ain't creating. They trying to build a, a bigger church when they need to build senior citizens. Housing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, housing. Mm-hmm. See, and this is what we need to do. But we accept it. We dress up and go off in the churches. Every Sunday. And, and, you know, and I'm not anti-church. Now, I don't want to sound, but I'm anti some of the ways that these churches are. Mm -hmm. You know. They're businesses we, we for the preacher. We, yeah, we dress up. We <laughs> drive our nice car that we didn't went out there and paid too much for. And we respect and respecting each other. Here we got, we respected somebody that's driving a Mercedes Benz that they went out there and paid Seventy thousand dollars for, and it's worth thirty thousand. Mm. And then they're making payments every month. When mm. you go out there and buy you a cash car and get back and forth to where you want to go, but they know yeah. if you go buy that Mercedes Benz, you get more respect in your community. Oh, man. yeah, man, it, it, man, I tell you, I, you know. But my deal is, Rem, I could do what I can, and I speak out against these things. And like I do, but I'm dissatisfied with the way we are doing things because we don't have no substance. We don't fight for no. Oh, okay, Robert. Robert. Yes. We are. We got other callers on. Well, I enjoyed you, you inviting me. I enjoyed you inviting me to to talk on your show. Remember that? Like All I right. say, I've been doing this for forty years on your show. And I've been saying the same thing. You've been saying the same thing. And our community the same way. It's getting worse. It ain't getting better. It's getting worse. It is so, getting worse. 
Right. So we so. we may be we may be wasting our time. Yeah, we may be wasting our time, but but what God has allowed us to continue saying what we're saying. Because one day, if black people wake up, see, we we if with opportunities in 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 our communities, we are superior when we have opportunity and exposure. That's right. And we can beat anybody doing we, we, anything. Hey, look at look at. But these, that's look at the that's look. the point. Look, Right. Look at the little boy that 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 made a perfect score on the SAT test. Look at all yeah. the young black athletes that's coming up and being successful and showing what they can do and how more superior they are than us. When you look at the football games, you you see black folks on the field, but in the in the audience in the stadium, you see. Ninety-nine percent white people. We are entertainers. Yeah. We ain't creating yeah, well, see, they got, but they got the money to go to the bank, uh, mm-hmm. to uh, the game, and and pay ten dollars for a hot dog and, and all of this. They got the That's money right. to do that. That's right. When, uh, and, and, we, and, and, like we, and we and we so. sitting there watching it drunk and getting high, mm-hmm. and we sitting there watching it and. And, and we smarter than Jerry Jones, the owner of the the, the 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 Cowboys, that make and trying to say what he should have done and what he's not doing, and you ain't doing nothing, and you ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we'll see you, Robert. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Who do we have, Tia? We have Bill on line two. Oh, it's not Pierre this morning. Okay. No, Pierre's Good morning, Bill. not here. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, yeah, Bill. Hey. Bill, yeah. they might be gone. All right. Think of a, uh, another one, man. We have Hebrew Black on line four. All right. Good morning, Hebrew Black. All right. How you doing, Brother Bonnet and Dion? Good morning. I'm doing good. Hey, the, you know, the, the problem is basically, you know, God is love, right? The thing that's wrong with the black community is we, we're not loving each other. We're not showing each other that we care. You know, uh, I grew up in North Dallas, but I've been over South Dallas, West Dallas, whatever. And when you show people that you care about them, they respond. So all it is, we make things, we complicate things. All black people have to do is show another black person that you care about. If they're in need, you try to help them. You know, it's that simple. Well, you know, that's, you know, that's, you know it's, not, it's not hard. You know, we need to, you know, because, uh, you know, living out in North Dallas, you have people, when, 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 some, when we see white people, they pass each other. I mean, if they get close to each other, they say, excuse me. Some of these young black kids don't want, they, they walk by you and almost step on your feet. And don't say anything. So we need to respect. We need to respect each other and love each other. And that, that'll cure a lot of problems. And I want to, this, this is what I want to say right here. Last week, you had mentioned about Abraham being uh, hermetic. Abraham is actually Shemitic. And, 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 and the, the last thing I'm going to say is that you said America is not in the Bible, but it is in the Bible. And the four seal, if you break it down, you'll find that America is in there. 
And that's pretty okay, much all well, well, what does, what does what it say America is unreliable? What does it well, say when you break down, when you break down the four steel, the four steel is, is Britain, it's England. Because England conquered uh, a uh, fourth of the earth at one point. Theology, you trying to put in that perspective theology to make America great? I don't even think America might not even be a world power at this time when all this British start coming down, which is not very long for me. From, from right, this it's, time not, it's not. Because and you have China, Russia, they waiting for yeah, you. They waiting for you. They have to kind of find their missiles, so. Pardon? You believe that eagle is America? The eagle? Yeah, like and the 13th chapter of our revelation. You, th- you think that's America? America is represented by the eagle, yeah. Do you think that yeah, all scripture points to that, that being Israel coming alive again? To, uh, blacks, that means blacks will rise again and the world will become knowledgeable that they are the true Israelites. Yeah, right, right. We are. That's why. That's why I was saying that uh, Abraham well, was Shemitic because these two groups, the the the, the, the uh, Shemitic group and the Shemitic group, I, I, were dark-skinned yeah. people. Shem is the progenitor of Abraham. Yeah, they are Shemitic, but I didn't say that he was Shemitic. I said when we go look at the, the bloodline of David, who uh, Jesus is a direct descendant of. And all and his line from Shem, right? Hamitic. They no, they're Hamitic. But they came through the but they came through the line of Abraham. So Abraham is Shemitic, so they came through that line. Well, well, no. Uh, but we, have, we, have discuss, we have to discuss this. If we have time, you know, if you have time to talk with me, I can give you my number and we can discuss this. Not on the no. radio, but we can discuss this. No, we can't and, discuss you know, this. We, we can discuss it when you know it. Yeah, because other people want to talk, and I think that you know, me and you have, you know, we have, we 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 have a lot of knowledge between us, so we can sit down and talk about these things. So you know, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and let you go, and let somebody else talk. Y'all have a good day. All right, you have a good day. Thank you. Next is the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who we have here? Brian on line two. I keep forgetting you're not here. <laughs> okay. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Thank you. Leon, thank you for taking my call and thank the young, nice lady for being so nice to me this morning. Is my call coming in clear? Yeah. Definitely so. Loud and clear. Where's Leon at? I'm sitting here listening to you. Okay, sir. Leon, good morning, sir. Hey, um, I'm glad you used the car back. That's that's cool. Um, do you think we need more police? And like uh, Pastor Barnett started the show out, I think he's really on something really neat um, and good and important. He's kids for our future, and the earlier uh, talkers that called in, that one gentleman you had on for quite a bit really had some really good pointers, and you brought him up also about, you know, these kids having parents and stuff. But um, do we need more police, Leon, in Dallas, um, parenting, better laws, and something else? Uh, seems like 
most of the callers, even the lady that called in, I think she was your first caller mentioned about God and church. It seems like we've taken God and church out of our political people, government, out of all the schools and stuff. But um, Leon, something else, I'm noticing that I grew up in Dallas, you know, born and raised. I went to school. I'm, I'm sure Barnett, Pastor uh, Barnett will know that uh, my school was in downtown Dallas. It was on Ross Avenue. I went to Transportation Magnet. It was across the street of Lone Star Cadillac in the 80s. And I grew up in Dallas, all my schools and everything. And um, we need to... We need better schools and, and newer ones, but something else I've noticed, you know, growing up in Dallas is that um, we're seeing a lot of people come across the, the river, across our borders, in the, into the United States, in Dallas, everywhere across the U.S., and a lot of them are immigrants, and um, like Leon says, we're not being discriminatory, and, and we're not. But these guys that are coming over here, and ladies, they're coming over here into our country and without anything. I mean, more. And um, they're opening up businesses and they're not committing, a lot of them aren't committing crimes. A lot of them are good people. And they're succeeding. They're business owners. You look at Clyde Warren Park in downtown Dallas, a lot of them are, are food vendors. They, don't, they have those uh, food trucks. And the, the predominantly, predominantly Hispanic people, and they work, they work six, seven days a week. And um, but I, I wanted to uh, mention that. And one other thing I wanted to mention, Leon, is that Mark Cuban is selling all the Dallas Mavericks for $3.5 billion to uh, a lady that her family owns most of the casinos in Las Vegas. Her name is Maureen Adelson. She's an Israeli citizen born in Israel that came to the United States. She is the fifth largest, excuse me, fifth richest woman in the United States, if not the world. All right. Uh, we got to take our 8 o'clock break on the most powerful show on the radio. Church Information in Open Forum with the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. as your host. 972-647-1893 is the number and we'll be right back with our 8 o'clock hour. Yo, what's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with the mind, y'all know. It's Yo, Slim, can I it's kick it again? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are... And we're back with the most powerful show on the radio. Church Information in Open Forum with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Okay, uh, do we have another caller? And you need to introduce yourself to the audience because they don't know who you are. Good morning. My name is Miss Karen, and I'm here assisting this morning. And our next caller is Beverly on line three. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning, Beverly. How you doing? We doing. How you doing? I'm on this side of the dirt. I'm fabulous. <laughs> well, what's on your mind this morning, Miss Beverly? What you guys are talking about. I've been thinking and saying this all along. It's all designed. When, they, when, when we start marching for freedom, they start sending our people off over to the army. 
putting him on drugs. And Marvin Gaye was one clear example. He said he got back over here looking for what he was on over there. He couldn't find it. Come on, people. This is all designed, like Robert said. And, and, and we're all Oklahoma. Uh, what is it? Got band handed out. We had a message in our music. Hmm. And they look how they went in and bombed him up. They bomb everywhere we go, but all these other agents can come in here. All these other groups of people can come in here, and they get what they want, and we start to get pushed back. Barnett, didn't you say, and good morning to you, Barnett. I love you back. And then, didn't you say a long time ago, wait a minute, uh, I lost that. I shouldn't have said that right then. But let me say this. Our school system is designed to make us fail. That's your first prison that you're sending your child to when you send them to the, the ISDs, it's mm-hmm. designed for you to fail. Yeah, that's right. Know, this is no You're accident. Right on that. This is no accident. That's why I said out there one day, we're educated food coming from educated schools. See, yeah. if you don't teach us what you're teaching them, we'll never be equivalent to them. That's right. Uh, How long do we have to put up with this? It's, you know what? Mm-hmm. Poverty is a mindset. You can you can come out of that. You have to, but again, the school system is not made for us to come out of poverty. It comes from the home. It's what they, it's not what you tell them. It's what you what you show a child how to how to live this life. My mother said, "Only the strongest go survive." Well, I changed that. We've survived now. Now, not only the strongest is go thrive. Uh, that's right. You're right. Uh, I wanted to add a little bit to what you're saying about the school system. Uh, I do a lot of volunteer work in the high schools. And a major issue in the high schools when I'm in there supporting whatever I support, whether it might be baseball or STEM or whatever, is that the students will not follow the teacher's instructions straight away. Now, what do I mean by that? If the teacher tells you not to play video games on the computer, you turn around and tell the teacher, I finished my homework. And the teacher responds, well, that's okay, but can you find something educationally related to do? And the student will turn around and tell the teacher again that I finished my homework. Now, if the student would say, okay, what would you suggest I do in an educational, uh, from an educational perspective? And the teacher tell them, well, you do this, this, and this. And then follow, the students will be much better educated. And they would make better grades. And that would make them more prepared for when they're going to leave high school. Because you're going to leave high school one way or the other. So I'm putting that out there because I have seen it uh, right there, ground zero, 100%. And the the parents and the students need to work on that. Okay. Okay. 
But again, how you go work on something you don't know about? They're not teaching us what they teach them. I I was fortunate. My mm-hmm. my group of generation was fortunate. We was able to get it just like that. Uh, DeSantis changing those the books mm-hmm. on. Uh, I can't call her name again. I can see her face. But again, we're not being taught what they was taught. The only reason why I got what I got, and most of my generation did, mm-hmm. when we integrated, they hadn't moved the books out, so we got what they got. Mm-hmm. When my grandson, I put him over here to go to school at Martin Luther King because I, I kept them, and I didn't want to go way to Garland if something happened. If, if I wanted to be right here at my baby's so I could, if the car wasn't running, I could walk around there. Okay. This teacher t- called me one day because it had to be homework first. I don't care what you do, homework come first. And I had, if dinner wasn't ready, then I had snacks for them so their brains get focused. Okay, this teacher called me one day and asked me, how did I know how to teach my grandson how to do geometry? I said, because I took <laughs> geometry. She said, are you serious? She said, I've never had geometry, but you teaching my child. See, this is the problem for me. Uh-huh. You're teaching my child something you've never learned, but they'll give you a, 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 a push in life because of your color of the skin, which is ignorant, and we're not supposed to be intelligent. But we don't have to have their education. We need to teach our own education. Come out to ISDs. I took my kids from D-I-S-D and put them in M-I-S-D. It was still an I-S-D, but at least they were sitting there learning what they were learning and not passing what they want you to know down to you. See, all these I-S-Ds, it's a bunch of crap, and they're doing it again, rat slap in the face, giving them vouchers. Where, is, where are the schools for us and the ones that they, we did have? Come on, people. We need to... We need to we need to stop and face this reality and, and, and act accordingly. They don't want us to fit in, and they cannot. I tell my children, it's not, it's, it's what you put up there in your head. Can't nobody take that from you. If you don't put it there, you don't have anything to offer. But you have to first get it. And if they're not giving it to you correctly, this is why we have a lot of dumb people walking around here today. I had to tell an attorney not too long ago. I got just what you got, sir. I'm that generation from segregation to integration. They had moved the books out. So I got just what you got so you can miss me with. I don't let them stand up to me, and I bow down to them. Probably mm-hmm. is a mindset. I'm rich, I'm fabulous, and I'll say it again. I'm on this side of the dirt. Have a good day, <laughs> and Barnett, I'm glad you're back. You're coming back strong. Y'all have a fabulous morning. Uh, okay. All right. First of all, to be educated, the first thing you need to learn is who you are. We are not taught who we are. We are not taught who we are. We're taught that we we were born to be slaves, running through the jungle, swinging in trees, and doing going naked and everything. Mm-hmm. This was what we were taught, and we believe this. It, is, it was even told that we were cursed in the Bible, that God cursed us. All these lies that came forth. Mm. If you don't learn who you are to begin with, I don't care how much geometry, geometry, uh, trigonometry, whatever you may get, logarithm, whatever you get, 
You learn that you're still not educated because you don't know who you are. You just become a knowledgeable fool. But with not any knowledge of self, then we don't have it. And white people don't have any knowledge of themselves. They came from us. Mm -hmm. They were born because of us. Mm -hmm. That's what the anthropologists say. Yes. Their ancestors let them know. If they want to hear, a lot of them don't want to hear and don't want to talk. That's why they don't want the critical race theory talk. That, that, that we are their fathers. The original people. And mothers. We are the original people God put here on earth. And so we have to understand this. And once we understand ourselves and who we are, then we can begin to move forward in brotherly love because we'll appreciate one another mm-hmm. much better. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for your call. The Critter Line, 972-647-1893. Who we have on the line? We have Mr. Casey Thomas on line two. Casey. All right. Good morning. Councilman, a former councilman, good morning. Emeritus. Good morning, Pat. Vice President. Yes, sir. Good morning, Leon. Yeah, I I, I currently serve as first vice president of the team. Good morning. You wanted me to come on and kind of talk about uh, plans and then also take some questions. Uh, If you still want me to do that, I'm available. Uh, But I can begin by saying, Thank you to everyone who reached out to the state representative, the state senator specifically, the state house member, and uh, those who, those 24 members, 21 stood strong, and we were able to defeat for the fourth time in a row mm. Governor Abbott's yeah. plan to privatize public education with vouchers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one thing that I've come to come to learn, even when I was president of the Dallas Grant, is sometimes we need small victories, and mm-hmm. we got to celebrate those victories because once people mm-hmm. see that we're we're making progress right. and we're winning, then we can get more people involved. So Absolutely. I want to just come on first and thank everybody who played a role in that. If you did anything, but send a text, you send a text message, email, phone call, phone call to your house rep or to either of those. House reps, reps who are rural Republicans, and they stood strong. And as you see, the session will end on the 6th of December, and we will not have vouchers as long. So I want to first begin with that. Lord, that's wonderful. That's wonderful that was defeated. Your, your governor was behind this, and your state attorney general What's behind this? Mm-hmm. Uh, tell and, governor. And y'all, and y'all beat that down. Tell, tell everyone, what is your position with the NAACP? Yes, sir. Position is first by of the state. You got to repeat it, uh, Casey. It, it went out. I'm, I'm number two. Uh, can you hear me now? Yes. I was in a bad cell area. How right. about now? Come on. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. I was saying I am the first vice president of the Texas NAACP State Conference, which means I'm in the number two position behind Mr. Gary Bledsoe. In the state. All right, good. 
mm-hmm. in the state of Texas. There you go. <laughs> and y'all, de- y'all defeated this. This was one of the most arrogant, mm. if not the most arrogant, mm. uh, things they ever ever come up with. Mm. Killing poor folk. You need to you need to pay for rich folks' education. Mm. And we have people that are are gullible enough to go along with this just because they don't want African Americans to rise. Mm. Because when they vote Republican, they feel like they're voting on the ones who can, who'll do the best job of holding us down. Mm. That's all that was. So, I mean, I've never seen such arrogance before in my life. Right, absolutely. Let me let me let me add something to that. There was a study, and we got to be careful when we see these studies because many of us don't read at the depth and the level we need to. There was a study that was done through the Hobby School out of the University of Houston in partnership with TSU that said that over sixty percent of Black Texans support vouchers. That was Gun uh-huh. era, yes sir, yes sir, and that was a option. Yeah, in the do, do, you know, do you know? You know who did that? The white oh. church. Hmm? These Negroes yeah. listen to the white church who tells them vouchers is the way to go, mm. and they they listen to that white church that white preacher who's misleading them and they don't even realize what's going on and I have to lay it back on the black church because you didn't teach these people who they are and what they're all about. They wouldn't listen to a white preacher. Hmm. Lie to them like that. They wouldn't listen to it. Casey, are you driving or something? Yeah, no, no, no. I had to open my door. Oh, okay. Something was... Okay, go ahead. And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something else. Somebody we need to be aware of and pay close attention to what they're doing is the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Okay, give us a little more background. They are a uh, are a white a are right. Let me say it correctly. Right, R I G H T wing conservative think tank mm-hmm. policy institute mm-hmm. that's putting forth a lot of these policies ah. that they are pushing. And they are being supported by those two rich uh, pastors out there. Those all men. Those all guys in West Texas. Those guys' names. Mm-hmm. They right. are funding yeah. that. Right. Those all guys in West Texas. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know exactly who you're talking That's, about now. Exactly. That's who's funding this work at the Public Policy Institute and these other right-wing groups. And they appear to be grassroots. They're what we call astroturfs. They're not really grand. Right. They're astroturfs. Oh, artificial. They are being funded. And it appears that these are grassroots organic movements. But that is not the case at all. Mm. And so we got to, as as my former colleague says all the time, we got to stay woke. Stay woke, right. Mm -hmm. We got to stay woke and be aware of these things that are going on. All right, hold on a minute, Casey. We're going to bring you right back after this break. On the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information Open Forum, on KNON 89.3 FM or KNON.org if you are streaming. Yeah, what's up? It's- 
I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. All right, we're back with more of the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information and Open Forum, with your host, Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. All right, Casey, uh, we're back to you. All right. So uh, another role, and I've served in this role for the past two years. I serve as the state political action chair for the Texas NAACP. And in that capacity, we started mm-hmm. back in 2022 building partnerships with our divine right. organizations, our churches, our Mason and Easter Stars, and other black uh, civic organizations so we could begin organizing and mobilizing and training them uh, how to do civic engagement uh, during the midterm election, if you notice. We had a very large turnout in 2022 yes, compared to other other midterms, and that was because we did the grassroots work, mm. building partnerships right. and coalitions with our eye on uh, 2024. Okay. Uh, President Blesso is allowed, going to allow me to continue to stay in that capacity and oversee our political action committee uh, mm-hmm. for this election. So we're already gearing up for 2024. I'm excited to, to announce that the national NAACP has decided that Texas will be a priority state for mm. 2024. Okay. So we're going to be able to receive resources and potentially a full-time uh, person who will be an organizer, who will be organizing uh, all over the state of Texas and working hand-in-hand with me. So we're really excited about the potential, but we've got to do the work. You know, one of the things right. that I've come to, come to realize is, one, all politics is local, but two, We've got to make sure that we do a better job educating people around issues and not candidates. Mm. Oftentimes, yes, we right. educate yes, people right. about the candidates. We need to educate uh-huh. people about the issues and how the issues affect our community. One of the one of the best things that I've seen is a survey was done by Black Voters Matter. We part work in partnership with Black Voters Matter over the past uh-huh. couple of years, and yeah. that survey they surveyed Black. Texas, black registered voters all over the state of Texas to find out what are the most important issues to them. And you know, it was really interesting. The same things that are important issues here in Dallas to black uh, voters in Dallas is the same to black voters all over the state of Texas. Affordable housing, yes. access to uh, resources through economic development, mm-hmm. making sure they have quality health care. You know, those quality yeah. of life issues mm-hmm. are priority for black Texans. And so we use that information to make sure that we're educating, you know, those who are our presidents of our branch, our leaders, and then also right. our community leaders. Because what we've seen occur over the past, and I would even say 30, 40 years, is there's a disconnect in our community uh, between individuals who are in leadership and grassroots. Who's the president of Dallas branch? Uh, Dr. Sharon Middlebrooks is president of the Dallas branch. Mm-hmm. Sharon Middlebrook is the president of the Dallas branch. Wow. Yes, sir. She's been with the NWACP a long time. She's been out there yes. working with her a long time. And uh, when do they have meetings? They meet every third Tuesday at Thurgood Marshall at uh, 7 o'clock. No, 6.30. 630 Thurgood Marshall Recreation Center. I resigned as political action chair of the Dallas branch so I could run for first vice president. So I've been a part of the uh, executive committee of Dallas branch the past four years. So I worked very close with Sharon. She appointed mm-hmm. me to serve as that political action chair. And, and uh, she's really, really 
coalition, co- uh, uh, our members, now that the pandemic, and Pastor Barnett, the truth of the matter is, and you know it, you know, as a pastor, the pandemic mm. had a tremendous impact on our churches and our grassroots. A great impact. A great impact. I guess. And many people have not gotten back in the habit of coming out the mm-hmm. community uh-huh. that still attended those meetings virtually. So that's been that's been a challenge in our community. But we've got to get back out. You know, we got too yeah. much at stake in this twenty twenty four activities again. And, and and participate in these activities. And uh see uh a lot of people don't know when the NAACP where uh where they are uh are meeting and just didn't know. So we we gotta help y'all call and we have to announce this every show that you're meeting the first Thursday in in the month at the Turgood Marshall uh, Center there. That's right off of Hampton and, oh, yes, what is that? At Hampton and, uh, it's not far from my house. And, mm-hmm. and, and when we see what's going on and invite people to come out, invite people to, to participate. It, it, uh, our chapters aren't as strong as the members. Absolutely. The, the members make the local chapter. But you make the NAACP. Yeah. That's right. Uh, they have a saying, life, membership is a lifeblood. Yeah. You can come on and announce this every every show. We want to go after members of the NAACP and, and make it strong, strong, strong again in Dallas. Yeah. Absolutely. What I'll do, Pastor Boy, and then I'll put you in contact with Shad, Dr. Middlebrook, and that way she can she can update uh, uh, what's going on. She might, the, call, the she might call me anytime. We've known each other for years. Oh, for that's years. great. That's yeah. great. Uh-huh. So I would definitely give her a call and and, uh, and let her uh, let her know uh, that she yeah. can reach uh-huh. out to you and 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 she you know got the green light to come on and announce. Each of the membership, yeah. uh, each well, she, uh, monthly. She got the green light to come on because she can tell us some of the problems that we might not know about that, that the NAACP is addressing. See, you go behind by, when you go behind that green door, you find out there's a whole bunch of stuff going on <laughs> that, that, that you don't know about. So we'll, we'll invite uh, Sherry to come up. Hey, that's, a, that's a great, great idea. But, you know, if we as we look upon 2024, we've got to make sure that we are active, not only in, because we, we do a decent job registering new voters, but we do a terrible job of getting people out to the polls. So we've got to come yeah. up with a mobilization strategy. It can't be just about voter registration. I think voter registration is good. It shows, it gives visibility. Oh. And, I, and I, I'll, I'll let you know, our Divine Night organizations, our uh, Black Greek-led organizations, have been, especially here in Dallas, have done monthly voter registration drives. It, and I commend them for that. But we want to take it to the next level. We want to begin looking at where numbers count and where numbers matter. Now, something I'm really excited to announce is TAPS, the Texas Association of Black School Educators, they're going to partner with the Texas NAACP so we can get our high school students registered and get them 
out to vote. There is a law. There is a state law. And State Board Member Aisha Davis pointed this out to me. There's a state law that requires schools to do voter registration in the fall and in the spring. Mm. Many people don't know there is a law that requires that, and every principal is automatically designated as a deputy voter registrar. Mm. And so we're going to encourage through this partnership with TAPSI for our principals, our black superintendents, our black principals, and our black uh, administrators to make sure that in the schools that they are they have presence and leadership in, that we have voter registration at least once a semester. That way we can get those students registered and we can actually get them out to the polls. All right. All right. Casey, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, when is the end of when is the last time the NAACP has had their national in Dallas? It was in the eighties. Matter of fact, we've been working. When I was on the council, I was working very close with Visit Dallas. Uh, used to be Dallas Visit Convention Bureau mm-hmm. on bringing the national convention here. We hosted a national board meeting. It was the first time that had a national board meeting outside of the state of Florida, maybe about five years ago, and we were going to put in for Dallas. Uh, to be a whole city, but I think a couple of things. One, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It really had an impact on us putting that did in place. But it's been it's been the 80s. It's time. Mm-hmm. It's time for uh, Dallas once again to host uh, the National Convention. And uh, can you uh, bring us up to date a little bit about the K. Bailey restructuring or renovation or remodeling or what, what do you call it? Because that's prob- that would be the optimum venue, but it's getting ready to get torn down. And how's that process going? Because we don't hear a lot about that on the news. You know, I'll be honest with you, I'm so far removed because the council voted on who was going to uh, manage that process mm-hmm. after I left the council. Okay. Uh, so I would I would defer to uh, Mayor Pro Tem Atkins, Deputy Mayor Pro Tem Arnold, or Council Member Gracie to be able to give you, you know, some insight on that process because I'm, I'm a bit far removed from it. I'm excited about it. Okay. I saw a draft of it, but I was, I was, I had left the council when they actually made their vote. Okay. All right. Ramonet? Yeah. Um, I think, I think, uh, we can, uh, we can, uh, Bring other callers home. All right. Uh, he's giving he's giving us a a good amount of information as we digest this and guide ourselves from the guidelines that Casey has given us this morning. All right. We can we can get we can go a long ways with that. Uh, who's on the Who's on the line? Thanks, Casey. We have Eddie on line four. Eddie. All righty. Good morning, good Eddie. Good morning, Eddie. Yes. Good day, Great Reverend. Good day. Hey, how you doing? I yeah. can't lose with the stuff I use. I know that's right. <laughs> you know, yes. you have to be in the spirit. Right. Yet here yes. on earth, you have to have an earth suit. We have yeah. so many guides all over this earth of melanated people succeeding under great pressure. Mm-hmm. I can start with Brevin Barnett. Senior. Yeah. I could go with Father Levine, Marcus Garvey, mm-hmm. on and on and on. Uh, 
Jim Brown, Malcolm X, uh, and many, many more. And they would not stand up and take it. They would not bow down. Cassius Clay. No. This is no. Muhammad Ali is my name. And he yeah. had everything to lose, and he lost a lot when he changed yeah. his name. Yeah. And they kept, and kept on messing with him. Yes. And they kept on messing with him until they took his title. But mm-hmm. when right is right, the courts will set you free. Not only God, because you need the power in you to have men do what you want them to do. That's great. In this particular world, we can move only by what we're taught. And that, as a lot of people have said this morning, starts at home. I used to Mm -hmm. have a magazine called Sports Poets, and it generally had to do with running here in the Dallas area. Mm -hmm. And I would go to schools because... People, teachers would invite me to the school to give a, a talk. I taught those children to a great minister of prosperity, whoever like, mm-hmm. that they were magnificent, great. It could be anything they wanted to be. Don't you know the young lady who happened to be Hispanic with, went with me to those schools? Those children sent us so much feedback. I am magnificent because... I do what my teacher says, what my parents say. You gotta start mm-hmm. at home, stay of a child in the way you should go. And I tell you, That's right. the other thing is, you have to know who your enemy is. Yes, right. There's melanated people all over the planet. I study this stuff, and I, how did they do that? The Norwegians, you know, they talk about the British and the French. Well, yeah, they're all dastardly, and they still are. They hate oh. us. And a lot of people also think that Jesus did not teach hate. The Bible says that God hates hate. I mean, hates sin, not the person. But you've got to know these people because that's the only power on this planet. That's flesh, blood, and bones. That's right. Uh, You mentioned something about Muhammad Ali. What about Colin Kaepernick? Same thing. Courage, take a knee. Right now, there are a lot of quarterbacks I see on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. They're not half as good as that man. But at that particular time, Jerry Jones said, you do this, you do that, and you're gone. People are concerned about their monies and life. Well, don't you know that man did not create money? God is the source of my supply, and I'm not Mm -hmm. depending on anybody. And the other thing is this. You have to, as I said a moment ago, study to be approved. And when we do that, as uh, the ex-councilman just said, you have to unite. You have to get a program. You can't go out there willy-nilly. And then nothing is done away with. I'm speaking we should be marching in the street and everything else. We talk about what possibly these people have done to us. And Alabama bombing that church and killing those little girls. Not going on with that. Right now, today, that cop that shot that young lady in Kentucky, do you know that sucker got off? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we're saying is, in any way you want to put it, we need a new birth. We need a new yeah. birth of knowledge. Yeah, we need a, re- a, a renaissance mm-hmm. in, among our people. Mm-hmm. We need to wake up 
We need to find out who we are, mm -hmm. and we need to approach that in a way of love, as you said from the very beginning. We are the children of Israel. We should love one another. But most of our people don't know who we are. The beginning of all knowledge is the knowledge of self. Mm -hmm. Know who you That's are. It. need a paradigm all right. shift. Mm -hmm. All right. How did not a supposition? God is real. Uh-huh. Yes. Peace. Mm -hmm. All right. Makes room for Who's another that? caller. Ike on line three. Ike. Good morning, Ike. Yeah. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Well, we're doing, and we get the chance to wow. talk. Ike. Y'all talking about a lot of, a lot of stuff this morning. We didn't talk about white juries. We didn't talk about uh, a whole lot of stuff. The NAACP and how Powell feels. We done talked about how, uh, and I'm going to say this about ISDs. One of the biggest attacks we got in this country is against public education. Mm -hmm. I'm for public education. This is a big, two things black people is under mm -hmm. attack for right now, and that's that they want to take your voting rights, and they want to not educate you. That's why we appoint people to, uh, vote people to uh, be our trustees and to represent us in these schools so we can get proper education. Mm -hmm. But I said that to say this. All this we done talked about, we got a big 800-pound gorilla in the room that I haven't heard anybody speak on this, this morning. And that is the warehouse they signed the bill across from Carter next to French Hill West between the government center. Now, we talk about all-white jury <laughs> uh, sending us to the penitentiary, but an all-white jury decided... To put this warehouse there. <laughs> and we got all this power. We got the NAACP. We got these mega churches. We got all these businesses. And we see those things uh, not be talking about this. I don't, I'm not saying what nobody's doing because, as Reverend Barnett so said, we don't know what's going on behind the green door. You got to get closer so to the phone know. or something. Can you hear me? Yeah, try it again. Right, I remember on this. I can't think what people ain't doing. Hang on a second, I, we're going to a quick break, and we're gonna bring you right back to the most powerful okay. show on the radio. Okay. Uh, church information open forum. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number. We'll be right back. <sighs> yeah, what's up? It's Alright, we're back To the most powerful show on the radio Church Information Open Forum And Ike uh, Go right ahead and keep on coming Is he there? Alright, go ahead Ike, we can hear you now Right, right uh, Now I was saying, we got to stay on top of our game When it comes down to this warehouse Mm -hmm. I can't see what other people are not doing because, mm -hmm. as Reverend Barnett stated, I don't know what's going on behind the green door. Right. Mm -hmm. But I just hope it's some activity that's going to help this community because this is a community issue. It's, you know, the, the church is part of the community. The school is part of the community. Right. The government center, the apartment, mm -hmm. the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We have to Kids world. stay focused. And people say we're trying to play the race card. The race card has already been played when right. you come up against all white men. No diversity. To make a decision. All this 
Ku Klux Klan looking activity they got. Mm. And for them to sit there and say, we don't want to hear y'all, and to make a statement, well, we know this is a bad place to put this, but we're going to put it over here anyway. Mm. All those statements. Because uh, you were I there, right? right here. I was there the whole time. That's right. Right. You heard it and all. Panky going on. The meeting was supposed to be at City Hall where they got the right equipment to record it and video it. Mm-hmm. But okay. they said they didn't have enough people for a quorum to have that meeting. So they postponed it and had it at the library where you don't have all that technology to record this. And they didn't even turn the mic so on. So the public can hear it, can see it. Mm-hmm. Right. When the, when the speakers were speaking and opposed to this uh, project, the mic was off. They didn't turn it on until climbing, field climbing, which used to be on the city council, which I call it climbing and his clansmen. But they didn't turn the mic on until he spoke. So what did that tell us? Uh, so this is this, this is uh, insidious. Sounds you know this this is somewhat diabolical. What's what's it going is on here? And and uh, we need for our leaders that call themselves leaders to step up to the plate. And I'm gonna say this: we calling out Laurie Blair. But we really need to start calling out to Neil Atkins. It's his district. He appointed Laurie Blair on the planning commission. She only can go so far and do so much. Mm-hmm. But now, council members will tell you, most of the time, if a council member don't want something in their area, they don't get it because the other members that go along with them because they're going to need some favors down the road. Mm. So somebody needs to pull out some favors, some jokers, <laughs> Some, everything, some kings uh, of diamonds, some kings of spades. Everything need to come out the deck. But we need to shut this down, and we need for people to quit playing uh, cat and mouse with this like it's such a secret, and they got something going on they can't tell you. But thank you for taking my call. But let's not attack our ISDs because they belong to us, and a whole lot of us are ISD products, and we did pretty good because... When I was in high school, public school. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was in high school, public school, your high school diploma was tied to your future. Right. You had a high school diploma, you can get a job. Now it's a college degree. Mm-hmm. But back then, you had to have a high school diploma right. to get any job that was decent job uh, to go into the military and everything. So thank you, and uh, y'all continue to, to work and let's rally about this warehouse. And thank you, Leon and Burn Barnett. Rob Barnett, you got anything to say? Uh, is he there? Rob Barnett, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. Uh, obviously not. So uh, we're going to bring it's on... breakfast time. I beg your pardon? It's breakfast time for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's bring on uh, the Deputy Mayor Pro Tem, uh, Carolyn Arnold. All right. Good morning. Again, good morning. So, good morning. I'm just, I'm here this morning just to share some uplifting information about our community event uh, next Saturday, December 9th from four until eight thirty p.m. Uh, at Keith Park. We'll be there uh, from four to eight thirty. Once again, next Saturday, the tree lighting ceremony will be at five thirty. Uh, PM. Once again, this is our second year of hosting this fantastic community and family event, and we are so excited about the number of sponsors who have logged on 
to ensure that our community has an opportunity to enjoy a pleasantry in their own community. Mm-hmm. So we're this year we're host we have so many sponsors. I think we have over fifteen sponsors. But some of our top people that are supporting this vision of expanding the programming at Keith Park includes uh, not only our partnership with Dallas Park, but the Parish uh, Foundation, Roland Parish Foundation, the Dallas Cowboys, Encore, Admos, uh, McDonald's, Frost Bank, and we have uh, more that have joined on to put this project on. So we'll have food trucks. Uh, the food truck, there's some you will have to pay for your own food. It will have things such as free uh, hot chocolate. We also will have free food distribution. We have food uh, distribution plans for the first 400 families that get there. Uh, it, it's sponsored by another one of our pro, uh, project uh, sponsors. I think it's called Crossroads. So we will have enough food items. Uh, it may be a, a, a montage of things such as fruits, vegetables, but we will be giving those away as well, provided for the first 400 families. Uh, we also will have Children Wonderland. We'll have those amusement park rides, you know, the snow, the Santa Claus. Uh, we'll have the video, the, the corner where you can take pictures, not only with Santa, but with your friends and dress up in different costumes quickly to take those photographs. We have the Dallas Fire Department, who's one of our partners also, who will be working to bring out uh, toys for our children as, as long as they last. Wingfield Burgers will be one of our food trucks, but they are also providing uh, some bicycles to us for raffles. And so we will have something for all ages. The Betty Wake Foundation will definitely have a lot of good things such as socks and other giveaways for uh, more than likely a multi-generational uh, audience. So once again, we'll be there Saturday December 9th, next Saturday, from 4 until 8.30 p.m. at Keith Park. So we're, I'm simply going to say don't be late coming through the Keith Park gate because you're probably <laughs> going to miss something <laughs> if you're not there on time and we want you to shine with us. And once again, thank all of our sponsors. We will have announcements via email, via Facebook. We're pushing to get a little more information on uh, the air, you know, our local news station. So people won't be uh, out of the loop. But once again, uh, Pastor Barnett and Mr. Leon, you I know you're probably not going to be amazed, but I'm amazed and folks should be amazed at how many people listen in to KNON. So we're depending on them to get the word out. And this is a free event, except you will have to pay for your food truck items if you purchase any of the Wingfield Burgers or Food Box will be there. And we have a number of other food trucks that will be there. But that food distribution is free. The toy giveaway is free. We will be raffling some of the items that will give us, given out by the Dallas Cowboys. And so we just have a number of things that we are blessed to, to have a relationship in our community right here in our Keith Park. So thank you for share, allowing me to share this morning. And we look forward to seeing you all with District 4 staff, Mr. Phil Foster, Dr. Tanya Solis Mosby, and uh, all and most definitely Deputy Mayor Pro Tem, Carolyn King Arnold. Thank you for allowing us to share. Uh, 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 Madam Arnold, uh, we don't want to be late when we come through the gate uh, because, <laughs> you know, if we're in, we know we're going to win. So, uh, but uh, I wanted to ask you a question. I was, uh, we were talking to uh, 
Councilman Emeritus Thomas about the NAACP, and I mentioned uh, when was the last time there was a national in, in Dallas. And uh, he said it was in the 80s. And then I, I asked about the progress of the K. Bailey Hutchison, what do you guys call it? Re- renewal, overhaul, what do you re-envisioning oh, the project, the project. Right. okay so what is uh what's going on with that so let me just say this because i did want to wrap up someone hit, hit me up i did want to make sure we added mr high Walter williams to our list so that part because you know he's always supporting the city mm-hmm. and the ron colbert band which is off the chain they will be there for our musical guests along with ballet folklore and some others but on the k bailey hutchins and the and the NAACP and those individuals, that conversation around who's coming to Dallas, uh, where we are now, you know, council has already approved uh, that project first phase, I believe we call it. And I'm excited about the group. I can't think of their name right now. I know that there was a multitude of diverse groups, and that's what I really like about the first phase, because there is employment, uh, engagement, and contractual uh, uh, opportunities for a diverse group to weigh in on the development of the demo uh, and the prep work for phase one. So uh, as we move forward, we'll learn more about what's going on in terms of, you know, I'm sure there's the the site plans and things may change, but I can say the bigger vision along with changing the entrances to the project and the expansion of it, you're also going to see the inclusion and I'm speaking a little bit earlier because I don't know exactly where that deck park is, but there's going to be an addition of a deck park with that new development. And so that's why it becomes so important that we are engaged and woke because we will be bringing on, I think, probably because of that expansion, about two or three other deck parks, and that is in addition to the deck park over by the zoo. So the politics there would be, you know, number one, it's great when folks come to the city to have all those opportunities, but we have to stay work on our end because we don't want to miss out on any funding opportunities. So that's pretty much what I have, the bigger picture in the next few years is just expansion. Uh, there is uh, the diversity that we need for this city in terms of equity, which I like, but we have to stay woke as we move forward uh, with the funds that are enabling us to do this, which is the Brimer Bill, which allows us to as they say politically, we have to say, well, that's, it's not really, it's not money coming directly from the taxpayers, but, you know, once that money is applied, it's all taxpayers' money. Um, the Brahma Bill allows us, if I'm not mistaken, to use money that comes from those hotels and folks come into town, and you, and even if you're in town and you go in the hotel, you're paying what we call a hot tax. But we're grateful for that money, and we want to see more uh, visits to Dallas, but we also want to make sure that as we build out this project that we are getting our share in terms of jobs uh, and career opportunities uh, and also in overall em- employment and engagement because we want to see NAACP here. We want to see the Greek groups that normally come here, but we want to see other groups that come in, to the aerospace groups, just other groups that can come in to give our community an opportunity to peek in to see what their future uh, holds for them. Now, so I, I didn't quite, I don't want to say this the wrong way. Is there a website or a city hall page that tells the 
you know, the citizens, what's going on with the K. Bailey project? When is the first shovel going to get dropped? Or how how do how does one know what's going on with this? You know. Thing. With this project, yes. So this is what I would tell you: to, to what we can do. I don't know if they have a, a, a site. I'm sure they. I'm sure they do, and the company does. And I don't have that in front of me this morning. But I do know through the convention center, uh, you should be able to Google convention center, and that will give you some insight on what is going on. Uh, but I'm don't hold me to that. But that's what mm-hmm. should be taking place. But what I will do is make sure that we share that with you all uh, next week. We can get that done. Okay. Uh, but I'm like Mr. Ike as well. Uh, we need to stay woke on a convention center, but the, the immediate concern is the health, uh, environmental protection of our community right here at Hampton, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Camp, Camp uh, Wheatland and Camp Wins- uh, Polk, I'm sorry, let me stop stuttering, Polk <laughs> and Wheatland. That's the important piece that you also need to be engaged on because that is a very serious conversation. I realize it is in my community. My voice as a council member is not there in terms of getting that community out, but I would simply say you should be able to choose your neighbor in that capacity. And if you don't get engaged and speak up and rattle the cages, you'll wake up to a a neighbor that will be a nightmare (laughs) in this community. A and nightmare that's a is a neighbor. A, yeah. Yes, it's neighbor a disrespect nightmare. to our children coming in those apartments, it's living in the apartments and the families. It's a disrespect to that school there. It's a disrespect to the whole atmosphere there. There's no way in the world that you're going to bring 18-wheelers into uh, North Dallas off the tollway in Preston, in Preston Wood or Preston Street or Preston Road. That's not going to happen. Right. So I'm just simply saying, but if we don't rattle up and speak up, it doesn't matter what you do moving forward. The convention center is not even relevant if you're going to allow that to come right here in our neighborhood. We don't live next door to the convention center. We need the, we need visitations. We need those the influx of tax dollars to help us with our general budget to the city. But right now, we need to be up in arms about the decision to disregard the well-being of a neighborhood. The will and of the I'm neighborhood. Close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to close by simply saying that we can, that company can make a decision to do the right thing from a humanitarian standpoint, even though mm-hmm. they have the right to build there, to be respectful of the human being and to put the human life and the equity of an opportunity to move forward with healthy environment over their profit. And I'll close by that and I'll get that information to you um, next week. But once again, come on out December 9th uh, from 4 to 8.30 p.m. And if there's some folks who want to come out and, and also register folks to vote, uh, uh, Casey Thomas, uh, they're welcome to come. So thank you so very much and thank you, Pastor Barnett and Mr. Leon for everything you all continue to do every Saturday. And she, all right, thank you. And she's a you poet, now you. you know it. Mm-hmm. All right, bye-bye. Okay. Oh, we got time for one last call, Rep. Barnett. All right. We have Sabrina Burnham on line, too. Sabrina? Yes. Hello, good morning. Good yes, morning. You're right Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to just talk about a little of the uh, conspiracy and corruption that is live and well in the city of Dallas. Uh, in, mm-hmm. in 2002, I opened the business. 
uh, office business. And then in twenty in two thousand and nine, I opened a beauty supply store over in the Holland Hills area. In twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. as an African American woman business owner, I encountered an unwarranted search by the state team with an armed police officer without warning. And the city of Dallas had no knowledge of it, had no order for the search to take place. In 2015, I was I encountered a constructive eviction, uh, and I won my lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And so after that, the case was appealed without any grounds to merit an appeal. Uh, the appeals court mm-hmm. then enabled a disqualified visiting judge to preside over my case and reverse mm-hmm. my, my judgment was reversed to the disqualified judge's former client. And with all these conspiracies that has happened to me as a black business <coughs> owner in a black community, all mm-hmm. of that altered the quality of life, of my life, and I'm still fighting today. And that's how I would like to end the show. Uh, did you call on any groups or any, anybody to help you? Oh, yes. I had an attorney. Come to find out my attorney was a colleague of the uh, disqualified judge as well with the city of Dallas. I didn't know it at the time. So I'm still well, fighting. Y'all to make I have been fighting. Did you try to make this known at this time, publicly known? Yes, sir. I have made it known of, oh, I've been making it known for I don't know how long. I have been all the way to the Supreme Court. Uh, unfortunately, it's 9 o'clock and it's yeah. time for the Workers' Beat with Gene and Bonnie. But uh, this has been uh, two hours of the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information yeah. Open Forum, with your host, the Reverend Mary Barnett Sr., and we'll be here next Saturday, same time, same station. And thanks for all the callers. And we look forward to hearing from you next week.